2: Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were all over radio, bro. And unfortunately, Willie Anderson still has to wait on Hall of Fame voters to get their act together. Plus, Mock Draft Monday in a loaded Locked On Bengals.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. A lot to get to today. But if you're new to the show, you can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. We'll have you covered all off-season with all the Bengals news analysis and off-season planning that you need. And if you're new to the show or old to the show and you really want extra access to James and myself, and extra access to our thoughts, you can check out the Locked On Bengals Insider program. There's always a link. In the description of the show, whether you're on audio or on YouTube, it's at joinsubtext.com/slash locked on Bengals. It's a way for you to get text updates from us, be able to text us directly. Every now and then, we'll do exclusive mailbags over there as well via text. So, just something you can check out if you want to get more involved with Locked On Bengals. And James, we're going to get into some topics from Vegas as Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were on Radio Row making some comments about T. Higgins' future. About what could have been this year, We're going to focus today on T. Higgins' future, and unfortunately Willie Anderson is still waiting for the Hall of Fame. We're going to start with those two topics.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think there's so much made of the the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and LSU bond, and it's obviously, uh, you know especially between Jamar and Joe, it's a great bond. Like Justin Jefferson's always thrown out there. Clyde Edwards, a and I'm going to be guilty of it. I'm going to throw his name out there soon in that connection, that bond, Thad Moss. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase as a trio have been together longer than that LSU group that everyone talks about the bond. And so I do think it's interesting when you watch K. Adams uh, right, or or any of these interviews from Radio Row and T. Higgins is talking about his future. Jamar Chase is talking about his future. And Jamar's like, I don't even want to go there yet. And, and I agree because I I think there's a very real scenario where either it's the last season that they're together in 2024, or maybe they've played their last snap together. And Jamar, I think already felt that and went through that with Tyler, Tyler Boyd, and, and just processing that mentally. Now, who knows? Maybe Tyler comes back, but I think mentally he's he's there. And so with T he doesn't want to be there and so i i just want to highlight that i think they are tight it's not just the bounty sponsorship that it has brought them together i think they are good friends and they keep saying that that's my wingman well i wouldn't go that far that's the little tag slogan that they're they're asked to say for the sponsor but i do think they view it that way to a degree like that they're boys and so that does matter and hopefully they they can play together for quite some time. And and that's kind of where I'm at. I I, I would like the Bengals to re-sign T above all else. I don't think it will happen, but that's that's where I'm hopeful that it does.
2: Yeah, the ideal outcome remains T Higgins' extension. And Andre Parada just did some great analysis on Twitter breaking down how the cap percentages would compare to the Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, uh, uh, Marvin Harrison trio in Indianapolis back in Peyton Manning's day in Indy. The other thing from Higgins that I thought was interesting is when they're talking about the future, T. Higgins said it's not really the plan. It sounds like option A is stay in Cincinnati. Option B is get paid a boatload of money in free agency. Option A, of course, also involves getting paid a boatload of money uh, and and staying in Cincinnati. Neither is a bad option for T. You, You understand why he would take either of those choices, but it does sound like option A is staying in Cincinnati. Meanwhile, let's talk... NFL Honors, six of nine major awards go to the AFC North. And, you know, every time something like this happens, I just sit here and think, man, the NFL sure does fall over themselves to pile awards onto the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, when they do anything well. The Bengals, not so much. Although Joe Burrow did recently win Comeback Player of the Year. Jamar Chase did recently win Offensive Rookie of the Year. For these other awards, you have to go way back, and probably deservedly so. I'm not saying there's anything crazy there. But there is an anti-Bengals bias historically from AP voters. And Willie Anderson, I think, in his still languishing Hall of Fame campaign is a great example of that. It just shouldn't be this hard to get the best right tackle of his generation into the Hall of Fame. And there's another great group of guys joining Hall of Fame eligibility next year, James. It's hard to say what's going to happen in the future. It sounds like Willie Anderson was closer this year and it's a really good Hall of Fame class, but like I said, it, it just shouldn't be this hard. This should have been done a long time ago. It should be a no-brainer. The fact that we're sitting here talking about it year after year is, is starting to get – not starting to get – continues to be
0: frustrating. Yeah, I agree. And I, the the crappy part about it is I wasn't super confident. I know there was a lot of hope. I wasn't super confident he was getting in this year. And it has nothing to do with him. It's just – the process, and I, I think it will happen. But until it does, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, we'll see. I, I, it's it's almost like, all right, I'll, I, I'm the anti-Michael Scott. I'm not ready to get hurt again. So I'm not, I like mentally, I, I'm over here because I can't control it. I'm not a voter or anything like that. And, and me tweeting about it, there's been plenty of, of Bengals fans, pundits, people that have tweeted about it, and that's great. I, I think the pub is certainly necessary. And then you look at who got in. And I would disagree, and with with some of them. Not that they shouldn't be in at some point, but I do think Willie deserves credit for his tweets um, of of being humble and, and respecting the process. At the same time, I don't think it takes a, uh, a an NFL Hall of Fame voter to look at it and say, "Well, Willie Anderson didn't get in. Antonio Gates didn't get in. And The longevity of Antonio Gates." how long he played. He retired in 2018 after the 2018 season, Billy price and Antonio Gates played in the NFL at the same time to just put it in, in perspective that way. It's uh kind of wild. So yeah, I was, I was surprised and not just by Willie, but by Antonio as well, just to show that it's not just this orange and black colored glasses that I'm looking at. Uh, ho- hopefully Willie gets in next year though.
2: And, and Antonio Gates is a clear, easy, like, I, I, no,
0: don't know no I don't well, know what they do. I don't know.
2: The Hall of Fame voters seem to always get something wrong or some things wrong this year. Oof. It's tough. Like I said, like it shouldn't have taken Patrick Willis this long to get it. It shouldn't have taken some of these guys multiple years. Patrick Willis probably should have been the first ballot Hall of Famer. There's a, a bunch of guys coming up that are deserving of the Hall of Fame as well. And this this is part of the problem they have where they're only putting five guys in from, from the modern lists every year is there's just a lot of guys to get through. And and I think that is a challenge, but uh, Willie Anderson will be going into his 12th year of hall of fame eligibility. I believe he's gone three years now in a row as, as a finalist next year's probably going to be four years in a row. I would imagine. Don't, don't think that should change. And hopefully it's, it's just the slow steps of progress and working his way through the process and, We don't have to talk about this for too many more years because the guy is deserving of of the Hall of Fame honor. I don't know how much I want to talk about the rest of NFL honors, James. Kevin Stefanski became the 13th coach ever to be a multi-time AP Coach of the Year winner and uh, on a tiebreaker. So at least it was close, I guess. Uh, But they should really rename that award to Coach Whose Team Outperformed media expectations the most because uh, Andy Reid's won it once. Kyle Shanahan's never won it. Bill Belichick only won it three times in his coaching career. The best coach just doesn't win this award most years. It's it's the coach who exceeds expectations by the most. It's an yeah, a,
0: a lot of these awards are like that, and that's why yeah. you, you better not do in your profession. Don't try to do it for the trophy or the hardware because you, yeah, if, if, right. if you're getting the hardware, it might not be the best sign. Kevin Stefanski did a great job. Uh, I also think that the 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 voting, it, it he should have been second. D'Amico Ryans would have been my vote. I would have voted for Puka Nakua, by the way, so it's not like I was just thinking all Houston. Puka should have gotten way more votes for Offensive Rookie of the Year to me. Didn't. And, uh, you know, there's a couple other ones that uh, there's debate about. I'm not shocked about Miles Garrett. I think that makes sense. You made a good point about Assistant Coach of the Year, though. Steve Spagnuolo definitely, and we're recording this before Super Bowl 58. He's balling. How does he not get more votes?
2: Regular season voting is a problem. Coming up next, let's get into a mock draft Monday. We'll dive into some possibilities in another mock draft simulator. This episode of Locked on Bengals sponsored by Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app with more than three million members. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, just you against the numbers, you pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in when you get those right in the big game right around the corner. Prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into up to a hundred times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn ten dollars into a thousand dollars. That expires after the big game. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you also win on prize picks. That's an easy one. You can get that one covered when you get started at prize picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. So easy to get those entries in. That's one of the many reasons we love it. You can check it out today at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL. You'll get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And don't forget if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on Prize Picks.
0: Today's show is also brought to you by Schultz Jewelers. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It is quickly approaching. It's next week. So you know what you need to do? You need to get the Schultz Jewelers right now because they have exactly what you're looking for. Maybe you don't even know what you're looking for. Well, that's the beauty of it because you're listening to this podcast. So you're probably a Bengals fan and so is Matt Schultz. So you can chop it up about the Bengals, discuss who they're going to take with the 18th pick, and he can help guide you and find the right piece of jewelry for her. Maybe you're thinking of popping the question, or maybe you're looking for earrings or bracelet or a custom piece that you want to have specifically made. Well, they can do all of those things at Schultz Jewelers. That's really what sets them apart. It's a relaxed environment, and they have every option available that you can imagine from Unique custom designs, top-rated permanent jewelry, and lab-grown diamonds, so it's not going to kill your wallet, which, let's be honest, we want to find the right value. They're going to have that and the right quality at Schultz Jewelers. Check them out at 2202 Dixie Highway in Fort Mitchell, just five minutes from the bridge into Kentucky. Also, make sure you check them out at SchultzDiamonds.com. The Bengals strive for perfection. Schultz Jewelers does, too, because when it has to be perfect, it has to be Schultz Jewelers.
2: Here we are, James. PFF mock draft simulator locked and loaded, and let's see what's on deck for the first round pick. Let's see where we can make fun of this draft simulator. Marvin Harrison Jr. going behind Malik Neighbors. There's one right away. I'm not making fun of them for it wholesale. Too the bad. first first five picks: quarterback, quarterback, receiver, receiver, receiver. You could you could see that for sure. Cooper Dijon at seven, though. I, I could not see.
0: Hey, by the one. way, Brian, let's see Brian Callahan. If Jade Daniels is there at seven, seriously, consider it. Don't be all in on Will Levis. You must be out your mind. Anyways,
2: uh, I, I agree. Cooper DeJean at seven, though. That seems pretty wild I to me.
0: Totally agree. The rest
2: of these are. Some oh, of these, well, no. I, know you, I know you continue to not agree with Bo Nix. Um, no, and, and, zero chance. I, I don't think I do either, but we'll see.
0: J.J. McCarthy there. Put J.J. McCarthy there. Sure. That'll be who goes in the top 17. Sure. That isn't projected to right now, quarterback-wise. So,
2: Bengals on the clock here, and the situation, just for the people who aren't watching and are just listening, is Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, Talise Fuaga, J.C. Latham are the tackles that have been selected. There have been a couple cornerbacks selected as well. Yep. I'm still thinking trenches, Jerzon Newton, Johnny Newton also goes one pick before our pick. A, a situation where, by the way, you're 100% thinking about trading up for Newton, in my opinion, uh, if he gets anywhere close to your pick. And, you know, I'm probably considering this from 12 on. If I'm the Bengals, maybe even a little bit earlier, depending on the cost of those, I'd be calling each of those teams. So there are trade up possibilities. There's also trade-back possibilities. There, there are five teams interested in coming up here. But you should probably look at the players available before we talk about yeah. trades.
0: Yeah, Terryon Arnold available. Quinion Mitchell available. So two top corners. Brian Thomas Jr. available. Jackson Powers Johnson available. Kool-Aid McKinstry available. Amarius Mims available. Troy Franklin. There, there are some options here. Byron Murphy, by the way, who I do think I think there's a real chance Byron Murphy's gone before pick 18. I know it, it's weird here, but I, I, I'll i throw that out there now and put that into the the universe. I don't think it's just Jer- Jerzad Newton. I, I think there's a chance that Byron Murphy's gone as well.
2: It's also early in the process, and Byron Murphy's probably – I think he's expected to go test like an absolute freak yep. at the combine. And, and then you're going to see, oh, man, Byron Murphy, top 15. I think you're going to see a lot more of that after the combine if he tests the way that – I think he's expected to test because then people will see it and people will see the RAS score in the nines. I, I think that's what's expected for him.
0: Because and, as of now, I wouldn't trade up for Newton. I would just take Byron Murphy if you're thinking DL, the defensive tackle. I mean, if he's just going to be there, I'm, I feel good potentially, about
2: it. Potentially an option. Uh, sure. Tyler Guyton, senior bowl tackle, standout also there. Troy Fatanu, a mm-hmm. uh, guy who a lot of people are projecting to kick inside in the NFL. Mm-hmm but also there if you wanted to go offensive line. Jordan Morgan from Arizona, another tackle if you're just interested in tackles. So a number of corners, a number of tackles. We took him Marius Mims last time he did this exercise. I think you said Jackson Powers Johnson's name I as did. well. Yep. The problem with this pick and doing mock draft Monday in February is we don't know what's going on with D. Higgins. We don't know who they've signed in free agency. Sure. And, and that's where it's always a little bit more difficult. But, man, Terrion Arnold being there, I, I think he might be the best corner in the class. There's some really good tape for Terrion Arnold out there. I think mm-hmm. that that would be tempting. We've talked Quinjon Mitchell, the yep. corner from Toledo, who Charles Burks worked with at the Senior Bowl. No, he would be very interesting as well. Didn't even mention Layatu Latu, who has some injury concerns for sure. But if there's an edge player in this draft, that you were going to pick. That guy is the refined, productive, checks all the boxes, except top, top, top end athleticism. Still a good mm-hmm. athlete, but not the freak athlete. But I think that would be somebody you'd have to consider there as well. But this isn't one where there's a clear, oh, that guy fell. Let's pick him. This is one where you're talking about Arnold Latu, Mitchell, probably Brian Thomas. You're probably considering JPJ. You're certainly considering Marius Mims and just going tackle. Maybe you're even considering Troy Franklin Troy Franklin, if you just like him better than Brian Thomas. Mm-hmm.
1: This is one good.
2: where it, yeah. it's a very interesting set of players and where I'm looking at this trade, I'm like, oh yeah, trade back to 22? I'm still going to get somebody I really like. And, and in real life, probably would, would consider that strongly. But what's your link?
0: Yeah. Right now I, I would say either Terry on Arnold or Byron Murphy. Those would be the two that they stick out to me the most. I think Murphy clearly the bigger need. We don't know about uh, defensive tackle. It's kind of a cheat code right now in, in PFS mock simulator to your point, because mm-hmm. he's just there, he's ranked 30th. So he's going to be there in a lot of mocks, but that's, that's where I'm at. If he's there, I don't think there's a, a standout offensive tackle right now. We could have taken, we could take a Marius Mims again. I go the other way this week. I, I, I lean Murphy and Terry on Arnold would be a close second. But if either one of those guys are, are there, I, I think that they would be legit contenders for the, the 18th pick. And I think they're above, just slightly above a Quinion Mitchell, slightly above Jackson Powers Johnson, above a Brian Thomas, mm-hmm. above Franklin. So those are the two for me and I lean Murphy just based on need.
2: I'm happy to pick Murphy here. You, you look at the PFF profile here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. I'll just talk about some of these things for the people that are just listening. The pass rush win rate, 19.6%, is insane for an interior defensive lineman. The that that's like pretty close to TJ Watt's win rate at the edge position last year. I think he was like a 23% pass rush win rate guy last year. That's in the 99th or higher percentile, as you can see. Uh, for, for prospects for defensive interior prospects, but still has a really high run stop win rate or run stop rate as well. Nine and a half percent run stop rate, probably like 90th percentile plus judging where the dot is there. Really good pass rush grading, really good true pass set pass rush productivity. Doesn't necessarily have like loads of sacks, right? He only has six sacks charted by PFF in 2003, but you keep in mind that texas is playing him in weird 2003 alignments. 2023 um you keep in mind that texas is playing him in weird alignments they're playing him mm-hmm. in nose quite a bit just compare that to newton has a higher pass rush win rate a higher run stop rate higher grading from pff not that those are the be-all end-all but just something that's interesting and let's just make it back to back interior defensive lineman here in the draft and Part of it's for the sake of doing something different. Maybe a Marius Mims would just be the pick here. Maybe you just think Terry on Arnold is that much higher ranked of a prospect based on your film uh, evaluations. Maybe you want to take the risk on Latu and just get a, yeah. a high-end edge player. But let's go Byron Murphy. We'll come back in just a minute and get to the second and third rounds to finish up this week's Mock Draft Monday.
0: Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is perfect for you, me, Jake Lisko, and, well, everyone. Why? Because you can get the food that you want without having to lift a finger. Well, you have to lift one to download the DoorDash app and plug in your order from your favorite restaurants. And maybe it's a local place like City Bird, somewhere that I have delivered and I use DoorDash to have delivered every single week. And that spicy chicken sandwich, it's worth it try it thank me later DoorDash can help you with snacks with your favorite food whether it's pizza wings soda burgers anything in between DoorDash has it I use DoorDash multiple times on the road during the Bengal season as well because I didn't have a car where I was at so guess what DoorDash comes in handy and right now you're going to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use code LOCK23 on your first order again don't forget to download The DoorDash app and use code LOCK23 for 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Subject to change, terms apply.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So Jake, for the first time since 1994, the Bengals just took an interior defensive lineman in the first round. Since Dan big daddy Wilkinson were able to go against the grain with uh, Byron Murphy and well, Terry on Arnold went to the Rams right afterwards. Uh, Latu went to the Steelers. So you got to deal with him. Jackson Powers, Johnson, Brian Thomas, Jr. Quinone Mitchell, all off the board Amarius Marius Mims, a few picks later. So all the guys that we were talking about go Lad McConkey goes to the Ravens at 30. Tyler Guyton off the board at 33. Troy uh, Fatanu at 35. Adani Mitchell at 36. Darius Robinson. At 39, he's interesting. Keon Coleman off the board at 40. Chop Robinson at 45. Devontae Walker at 46. Chris Jenkins, by the way. So if you're thinking, oh, maybe Jenkins will be there at 49. He goes off the board at 47. Christian Haynes, the interior lineman from Connecticut that we've talked about at 48. So a lot of guys that uh, we've discussed at some point on this pod off the board. One guy that is on the board that we talked about late last week, Patrick Paul. Still available, so that's someone that's near the top of, of the PFF board right now.
2: And Kingsley Suamatea, which was the guy Suma Mateya, which was one of the guys I was going to go look for. And I What's think his name sua you, you pronounce sua the, I, I don't you, you know, pronounce, you pronounce the I is uh, the tip from Parker Parker Blake, who was with us last week. Pronounce all the vowels in Islander names,
0: sua Matea.
2: yeah, it's a sua it's
0: Nope. Sumatia. Sumatia, Sumatia.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I got to yeah. get it down before they pick him 49th overall. All right. Kingsley. Hey, yeah. Sumatia. Yeah. Sumatia.
2: Yep. The, the crazy it.
0: part is I have Yosivash down in most of Cincinnati. Can't do it. So I'm going to get Suamatea down by draft night.
2: I got a you, lot, Kingsley. A lot of syllables. 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 Yeah. Uh Played right tackle. If you're watching on on YouTube, you can see he played 687 right tackle snaps in 2022, 644 uh, left tackle snaps in 2023. So he's played both sides. He was a transfer. But the upside with Sua Sua Matea is very, very high. And we talked about last week. One of the one of the Sewell relatives, so has that bloodline going as well. Patrick Paul, I think, maybe is going to be the higher-rated PFF mm-hmm. prospect probably yep. throughout the process. Might be seen as a higher floor player, but never played right tackle. And I'm ignoring pretty much every other position here because I think this is the latest you can get a tackle, and I don't know that you will be able to get Sua Matilla here in real life. But Jatavion Sanders also available. Some wide receivers that I think would be interesting. Tremaine Burton from Alabama. Jalen Polk from Washington. I think Ricky. J.J. McCarthy
0: is still available. That's never going to happen. Yeah. Never. Anyways. Sorry. And Tavondre
2: Tavondre Sweat continues to be available in in the second round of these. So this is where if you're doing these and you're only doing the simulators, you're like, I can get Tavondre Sweat in the second round. Of course, I'm taking a tackle in the first round.
0: Yeah. Would how tempting would you be? And it depends on free agency, just to keep Murphy and Sweat together and just like if this did play out and, and it's Suamatia, Suamatea. Sua right? Kingsley? Yep. It's Kingsley and Tavandre. No, you got it right the second time. Nailed it. Suamatea. Yeah. So would you still go offensive tackle? Let let's say they sign Jermaine Illuminor. Which which way would you go here?
2: I would still be very tempted by the upside with Suamateya at the same time I mean we talked last week about how much I love sweat but I would take the offensive tackle
0: Sweat and Murphy together I'm drooling but Keep that's them fine it together let's go. would be fun let's go uh Suamateya yeah got to got to say it with your chest Suamateya just just because
2: I think the fall off there just, I agree. just we'll, we'll just look at tackle and and maybe you can make an argument for Patrick Paul here but like Dominic Pooney from Kansas I, I don't think he's staying at tackle in the NFL. We talked about him with Mike last week a little bit,
0: and and then there's huge gap. Christian Jones is probably the next guy.
2: And and there's a serious reason that he would not be picked in the second round, and and chief among those is that he's like a 23-year-old.
0: Oh, I'm not saying pick him that early, but that's it. It's like the drop-off, and then you're talking about one guy. So no, let's go Sua Matea and see what we have next.
2: I think what we're hoping for next, just – just to look ahead a little bit here, as, as I like to do, is probably Roman. one of these receivers. Roman. See, that's not who I'm targeting. But I wouldn't be opposed, just Uh-oh. not the the guy I'm singling out. Let's see who we got.
0: All right. So Kingsley, we, we officially take Sua Matea. All right, let's see what we're going to do here at pick 80. Xavier Leggett off the board. Jalen Polk off the board. Jatavian Sanders off the board. Patrick Paul. Ricky Persall. Look at, look at that run.
2: On receivers. Four yep. receivers and a tight end in the next five picks. And this is, I think, somewhat realistic. There's going to be crazy runs on receiver in this draft.
0: There is. It's it's funny. Everyone says how deep it is, and, and it is, but they're going to go. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of receivers taken.
2: Just like and the tackles so, are going to go.
0: No doubt. Going to go quick. And there isn't that depth, that defensive tackle, to wait super long either. They're going to have to address one of the positions in free agency. Brandon Fisk, uh, Braden Fisk goes... 66th overall if you if he's guy. there at 80 yeah well i mean if he's there at 80 i'd be in on it i don't think you could take him much earlier than that roman wilson off the board to the jets come on man jj mccarthy off the board to the broncos that'd be crazy and finally uh, gets picked Travis bradley
2: picked. one of uh mike's favorite performers at the senior bowl he's going to be flying up mark mock drafts that's a name that's noteworthy if you were listening last week Fernando green another guy that's flying up right now on the uh Post All Star Game process and man Brandon Dorliss, one pick away from the Bengals pick in the third round, which
0: Jalen seems... McMillan too, at
2: Washington receiver, he's gone. Seems a little crazy. um That's yeah, I don't know guy. anything know about your Jaylen guy. McMillan.
0: Yeah, I know about your guy.
2: You're no, zoned it's, it's in not on your that pick. guy. It's, it's 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 a different set of guys. Although that's one of them. Uh, but Brandon Dorliss is a guy that I I would consider in the second round for the Bengals. So talking about where defensive linemen are landing in this draft. That that is very interesting. Uh, I want Trey to look Benson, at, ooh,
0: I'm in on Trey Benson at 80. By the way, so okay. put him on as a potential option here.
2: I'm not too familiar with the running back set. I want to go look at my receivers. I'm not
0: familiar with your game. Oh, you will be, big dog. Trey well, Benson's a problem. I just go,
2: go back to when Mike Renner told us that there's like three running backs in this class that he would have graded ahead of Chase Brown. And Trey so, Benson.
0: Trey Benson is one of them.
2: I'm sure, but but running back really just went on the
0: back burner. After here, yeah, you know, I, I can't right? base it all on that though. I, I think that there's a very real possibility that oh, he's sure, after running back, I'll, starting probably saying, at this pick.
2: I'm just saying, I downloaded like eight games to watch last night, and it's Ricky Pearsall, Brian Thomas, Adonai Mitchell, Cade Stover, and Jatavion Sanders. <laughs> None of those are running backs,
0: fair, fair. Anyway,
2: fair. Leonard Taylor, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of defensive interior in the third round, I think would be. Extremely interesting, but let's look at wide receiver because that's what I want to look at right now. I don't know about you. Malachi Corley, I, I don't know that you'll get him in the third round, but certainly interesting. Jamari Thrash is actually the guy that mm-hmm. I was very interested in seeing here. Javon really? Baker, the other one Javon Baker's do, your guy. I was gonna I'm gonna say, buy
0: you a Javon Baker jersey if if he goes to someone that isn't like an AFC North team or the Chiefs <laughs> or something. I'm gonna just get you one.
2: I will be watching his career with great interest. Still need to find his tape. Don't don't have access to any of his tape yet. I've only been able to watch. I
0: want broadcast. Marcus Rossimi Jack Saint because of his name. That's a great
2: name. Malik okay. Washington is another guy that I think we will have to familiarize ourselves with just from like crazy production profile. Had a crazy all-star yeah. game as well, but 5'8". And a wide receiver that is very much not the
0: Bengals type. No, you got to be at least my height. 5'9".
2: The other name here that uh, I—I
0: yeah—that's not their threshold. Just to be clear for everybody.
2: <laughs> well, it is at least that. It's higher than uh, that, but it is higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke <laughs> uh, McCaffrey, that. I don't think in the third round is a guy you're considering, but another wide receiver to mention that I think will be higher than he's currently, yeah, situated in, in these simulators. I'm thinking fourth
0: round. You know, if he's there and you need one, you know, it could certainly be in the mix certainly uh, like his pedigree you taken thrash i'm not going to say no to a receiver man i would have taken three receivers
2: i like jamari thrash quite a bit as you can see here on pff it seems to be some drop rate issues seems to be some contested catch issues a red shirt junior had a great senior bowl i would just look at tight end as well
0: i don't know a lot about thrash i'm not gonna lie to you not yet kate, kate Stover,
2: ben sanat would be the tight ends here theo johnson another one that stand out i think all three of those guys and jaheem bell could all be in this late third, between the Bengals' third and fourth round pick kind of range?
0: Honestly, I think we should go with your guy, though, not Jamari Thrash. Let's do it, because we haven't picked him, right? We we haven't picked Javon Baker, and I think, like you, a lot of people are, are viewing him, starting to see him. I'm seeing him mentioned more and more. There's a real chance he's not even available at pick 80. I see people in these simulators getting him in round four and five. Yeah, no. That's not happening. I think 80... Could be his floor, you know, in that, that third, reign, the third round, day two is his floor. Maybe not 80, but 80 for the Bengals. So let's take him. He's your guy, and uh, you know me. I love wide receivers. Javon Baker. Let's roll with it, baby. Even Absolute. though Trey Benson is in there. Trey Benson is in there for me, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Absolute, floor. When I was talking to Mike Renner about Baker last week, he told me second round is, is probably where the Bengals would need to pick Baker. And this is a guy that great change of direction ability. I think he's a good route runner, insane ball skills, ability to play above the rim, plays bigger than his size, just under one. The only thing missing from his game is vertical speed acceleration. But then at the Senior Bowl, he was the fastest wide receiver, I believe, at the Senior Bowl, fifth, fifth fastest player by GPS. So if he can answer those speed questions and go run a nice 40, Javon Baker, as, as a future two I guess across from Jamar Chase in that world where T Higgins is not a future Cincinnati Bengal long-term would be my guy. And PFF is going to kill this one. We're going to get like a C minus for that pick D,
0: D- <laughs> minus D minus
2: <laughs> for the Javon Baker pick. A man, C- this is going in
0: college. This is you in college, man. D minus. Wow. Never in my saying. life. Never no, in my me life. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> uh, didn't love any of it. Sua Matia, got a, a B. It's Sua Matia. I'm getting it right. Byron Murphy, C plus on draft night. The Byron Murphy pick would be an A minus from PFF. Uh, Kingsley Sua Matia will be uh, probably another A minus, and I think Baker at 80 would also be. I think this is actually an A. So there you go.
2: I would like it. I'll send it over to Mike Renner and and get him to give us a quick. Don't a quick do that grade to again. Mike. <laughs>
0: Mike. Hey, Mike, please grade our mock draft. Mike, thoughts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Appreciate you listening. Let us know what you think of this mock draft in the comments if you're somewhere where comments are allowed. And until next time, day, and have a good one.